What up, everybody? Too Loud TX here. And before we jump in the show, I want to give a quick shout out and thank you to all of our patrons that have come on this week to support us. Thank you so much. Starting with Alberto, and I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong, but the Recon 94. Uh, also, Andy Smith, Damien with a plan, Dana Dixon, Gage, Javier, Jordan Milky, Kevin Lane, Robert Alred, Seb Mueller, and Subtle Biscuit TV. Thank you all, 11 of you guys, so much for supporting us, for being here with us along the ride. We thank you so much. Let's go ahead and jump right into this week's show. You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the one, the only, the man that is on his way to my, my lovely state of Texas, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? What is up, Too Loud? And yeah, man, just every single day we get one step closer to being in Texas. I'm excited. Uh, nervous, too. Obviously, you know, moving sucks, but hey, ready to knock it out. Yeah, moving's never fun, that's for sure. But uh, there's been a lot of fun had this week on some Fortnite, that's for sure. A lot of topics to talk about uh, that, uh, you know, Kind of like you, they're they're moving along per se. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> but as always, guys, thank you so much for dropping in. Make sure you guys are checking out Monsters YouTube uh, channel at Monster D Face on YouTube. Uh, of course, everywhere else you can find a Monster D Face as well. But make sure you're watching his videos on YouTube, keeping up with what's going on over there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. And of course, thank you so much to I think it's twelve, maybe eleven or twelve patreons that we currently have right now already jumping in early to give us a lot of love a lot of the the 1999 people i mean they're they're coming in strong Dude. monster with the 1999 i know when i saw that i was like blown away i didn't think there was gonna be so many tier three supporters but uh thank you guys man we really do appreciate it and we promise to give you each a shout out so don't worry by the end of this we'll, we'll get to that as well but Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely giving all the shout-outs to you guys on this episode that have already. So every time uh, Patreon um, gives gives uh, gives us some support, we'll give a shout-out. So I'll put those at the beginning of each episode. We'll be giving the shout-outs for that so you guys can get those. Uh, so if you join and somehow I miss you, please let me know. Also, if you join a tier and you're like, when are the rewards going to start? When's everything going to start? Uh, as we are going through this first month, we're going to prepare all the first months, uh, things that are going out, all the, uh, rewards per se, the hello videos, the shout out videos, uh, the extra episodes, all that will be. So at the end of each month is when those will be coming out. So just be prepared. Uh, we'll be putting up posts each week with the show notes and stuff like that for the people that got those tiers. And you'll see posts from us during the week as well, no matter what level you are of, of our communication to you guys, letting you know what's going on. So. With all that out of the way, thank you so much for all the Patreons. If you want to support us, as little as $2.99 a month, and trust me, all you that are listening, your support of $2.99 a month would be greatly appreciated. It'd help us you know, pay for all the hosting for the podcast, the website, all that kind of stuff that we do. So make sure uh, that you support us if you want to for as little as $2.99 a month. And if you're crazy as everybody else out there with the $19.99 a month, man, thank you so much for that. That's just unbelievable. Well, Without further ado, let's jump in right here. Let, let's, get, let's get hot with it, all right? Because we got a special interview for you guys we're putting in here, but we got something hot to start with, and that's Ziff and Ronaldo 
qualify for the World Cup after being banned in week three for a two-week suspension. They now have the opportunity to run after some of that $30 million prize pool. And the internet is having its way. Immediately when this happened, Monster, uh, you could almost see the shock on the faces of everybody at the studio. I know you weren't there this past week, but all the commentators, and there's been some videos put out about their reactions and videos and funny stuff, good stuff. Uh, and, and most of it done in, in a lighthearted manner. But immediately Sundown came out and spoke when he said it. He said, be a lighthouse was his exact words in the community uh, to try to, yeah, I, I think go ahead and put out like, you know, a, a counteractive, uh, argument against the negativity that was about to pursue that they knew was going to happen immediately, man. What do you think of this? Does this is second chances being here, all this kind of stuff. Let, let's kick it off. What is your thought immediately when you saw this happen? So oh, just, I, I just got, I got to start this off guys by saying, Two week ban? Come on, Epic! Come on, man! Like to 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 think that that was the punishment. That's that's where the problem begins with the community because when when that punishment was handed down, everyone in the community, all like most of the verbal community, was like, "Whoa, wait a second! You mean to tell me they're not permanently disqualified?" Question mark, right? So like two weeks is nothing. Um, with that, they come back and they qualify. And you, you like you couldn't even put it past them because these guys have been a vicious duo. We're talking way back, summer skirmish days. Like even Ronaldo and, and Sap killed the secret skirmish. Right. So like these guys, these guys are qualified veterans. So we we knew it was gonna happen. Like, like if there's a team out there that was probably gonna qualify. We- we talk, we talk, we talked we talked about it like when this happened remember I, I remember you said you know kind of the balance probably was the early on uh you know uh phase disqualifier that they gave to uh uh oh my gosh i'm drawing the blank but um funk and nate funk, hill. And, funk and nate hill early on they gave that and you were kind of like okay I, I can see where they come with the two weeks or you know they're trying not to overreact per se or give anything out that could be shown as unfair you know, to one person or the other. That's why they went with two weeks. And I said to you, what happens if they qualify? And you said, I don't know. We'll see when we get there kind of deal. And here we are. They qualify. I mean, my question to you and to everybody in the community is, are second chances not an option? So th- this is the thing. I-, I almost feel like we're in a situation like, dude, these are the cards that were dealt. And... Like you can't discredit the skill, the skill behind this team, the individual skill of these players, because dude, there are people that have been struggling probably all this time to even break a top 10. They have literally been pulling through weekend after weekend. Uh, And, and yes, they pulled through and qualified this time around, but the others, they got dangerously close as well. So it was, they were already on the cusp after the ban. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my, with with my first input here is, you know, when you talk about consistency, you said it yourself, you wouldn't have been surprised if this happened. And here they are again at the top. Do we we want, do we not want (laughs) the best players at the world cup? Yeah, but man, and this, this dates to the, it goes to integrity though. 
Like, so this is like a Fortnite World Cup caster nightmare. My integrity and everyone's integrity is out of line, man. When, when it comes down to having to cast, you know, these players that have this tainted history, it really is unfortunate in a sense. But on a professional note, it's like you got to go in there and you can't show bias, right? So it's like, it's so hard, man. It's this weird struggle between like, wow, they were allowed to compete again and they barely qualify this time around and then like wow they were allowed to compete after what they did it's like this little this this clash here it's so like th- this comes th- this brings up so many questions for me that we could spend so much time on i don't want to drag this out too much but like i said second chances right i think everybody most people are entitled to a second chance they mess up they do something we go back and look at the footage did ziff know they were gonna do what they did probably so did they fall they voluntarily did that sure is he in the wrong yes he should not have done it but at the same time his, the other people were the ones kind of taking the action to give him the kill he's kind of put in a bad position right like what am i gonna do do i gonna take the kill i should have never told him to be there right like no matter what came out of that. I think he learned something from it. Um, I would love to interview him and talk to him, and we will at one point for sure, I hope. No, I, it's funny. I, I was so close to inviting him this week. I was like, mm, and then I thought, dude, I don't know if I really want to play with that fire right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I feel... Like, I, I just also feel like I'm in the hot seat a little bit. And yeah. It's not even about me. Well, the, yeah. the thing that keeps being said is the integrity of the game. And at one point, yes. Epic had to go, this is our ban. And I think that gives the integrity. Like, I I keep going back to this thing that people are like, the integrity, the integrity. Okay. But, like, if you look at, like, basketball, uh, when the Mavs first played Miami Heat and, like, years ago, I don't even remember what year it was exactly, but they lost the finals. And there's stuff that came out about how one of the, the, the referees was... Uh, you know, involved in all this gambling and, and and messing up games. And long story short, they never did anything to Miami. Miami got to keep the title. It all stayed there, blah, blah, blah. I'm a little salty because I'm a Dallas Mavs fan. Yes, okay, but that's that's beside the point. But basically, it didn't change the integrity of the game. Like, everybody else, everything else that happened in that game kept the integrity of the game. The fact that they won and got there, I think the integrity of the game is at the fact of, Hey, they served their they served their their sentence. They did what they're supposed to do, and then they said to everybody that's a hater, "We're gonna do it again." And they and they came back and made it. And to me, the integrity of the game is not is it. And this is a personal opinion, of course, but the integrity of the game is not at question here because Fortnite has done what they said they were gonna do. They held up the they held up the fact that they got a ban, they got punished. And then they had to work their way back to the comp scene to be able to compete for a second time, by the way, a qualification for a second time, which we know how many people have qualified two times, only a few, and they're the most consistent and best in the game. So is Ziff and Ronaldo, number one, is it really about the entire game? And number two for you, are they some of the best Fortnite players in the world? so i'll answer number two like i said yes you you can't take away from their skill uh before all this stuff kind of unfolded dude we preached about these players literally on mic so you you can't go back on that they're skilled players they're beasts what they did to me takes away i i just i have to take that stance i think it just takes away so much from the scene because I'm, I am also one of those uh, that, that believe that the punishment just wasn't harsh enough. All right. I, I really do believe so. But like I said as well, 
these are the cards were dealt and they're coming to the Fortnite world cup. Like, and that's it. They're, 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 they're in New $50, York. $50,000 so. in each of their pockets. It is what it is. And you know what's crazier? They have what it takes to be like the number one duo. <laughs> yeah. At, or, like, so they could, these, they could yeah. win the World Cup. Not only go, they could have cheated, got caught, served their sentence, come back, qualify for a second time, go to the World oh. Cup, and win in New York. What, what a story would that be? <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I think, like to me, the question of the integrity comes down to what Fortnite wanted to do. They did it. And I don't think it questions like, can everybody else do? Look, if Bizzle would have been put in that same position, okay? If he would have, if, I'm not saying he would ever cheat. I'm never, ever saying that, okay? But if he made a bad mistake and he got put in that position, he came back into one, the same thing could have happened, right? Any of these pros, I feel like the reason why the community is so salty is because they wanted two of the best people out of their way to the win the world. No way, dude. It's just different. You're talking $30 million tournament where the best players in the world should be there, right? I, but like You just said the it. The best in the world. They are the best. They should be there. But the fact that someone would take a shortcut to try and get there is just like, then it comes down to like character. Like merit should also be involved in this. Like as a person, that person is just like, that's what I'm saying. Second chances. I don't know Ziff or Ronaldo. I don't know if they like cheat continually throughout their life. I don't know if they've learned their lesson. I don't know any of that. Right. It it could have been a one-off, like seriously bad occurrence. Like just dude, you made a huge dumb mistake. Well, we do, we do know them cheating prior. Yeah. Okay. Okay. True. Like we do know that they cheated prior to it. That's why I say, I don't know if they finally learned their lesson or what, um, yeah. you know, I look, they're the best and they're no, going, they to, had to have learned their, they had to have learned their lesson. Right. Troy. Yeah, Come on. I, I would hope so at this point. <laughs> uh, they're, they're the best at what they're doing. They're one of the best, at least at what they're doing. So I think they should be at worlds and that's me playing devil's advocate, of course. Right. But on the, on the flip side of it, uh, and as you go through here, I mean, like I said, the community has, has spoken, um, as far as other, you know, casters of yours, Dr. Lupo coming out saying a cheater qualifying for a $30 million tournament is a kick in the junk to the integrity of Fortnite competitive community. Love or hate the game, this should be un, uh, anonymously agreed upon, all right? And then he said, I highly doubt that they would cheat a second time before anyone else asks or, or replays to review it, etc. Of course, all their stuff's going to be reviewed. You know, they'll definitely review it. Like they do everybody else, I believe that it qualifies, but more so probably under some more scrutiny. Then you had Bizzle coming out, and I mentioned Bizzle, but Bizzle comes out and says, joke of a qualifier, blank format that doesn't show the best teams, who the best teams are. Gotta love Epic Games. Rushed into a tournament you weren't ready for. Never asked for ideas from players, just a joke. Now this this goes to another level. Like he took it to another level beyond allowing the cheaters. He's like throwing flame at Epic. And you know, I love Bizzle. Don't get me wrong. He's been a friend of ours. He's he's I think he's a great, great advocate for the game. Uh I think Ghost is a great brand for the game that's really made a name in Fortnite. But I don't know about this tweet. Uh I'm a, I'm a little concerned about this tweet because if he's talking back to you know, the cheating accusations, then we probably need to refine that tweet a bit, right? Like I would advise him, Bizzle, you probably need to talk about the the tweet, the the cheating accusations in that format, not about the fact that the whole entire thing is a blank show, as <laughs> as he kind of put it, right? Um, 
I don't know, man. Like for me, it, it, this moment of Ziff and Ronaldo brings out a lot of emotion for a lot of players. And I think that's what it really boils down to. Um, it's a lot of emotion because there's, you know, you had these cheating accusations, you had these things that happened. They served their sentence. They came back. Some people feeling like what I said, they did, they did what Epic told them they had to do. And they came back and proved it again. Some people saying Epic now should have taken more authority. Right. And I think maybe back then a little more should have been said about what happened, but it goes back to what you said is how can they treat this different cheating is cheating. Right. Like, um, you know, I'm sure there's there's other lines, but that's kind of how it got viewed, at least portrayed to the public. Do you think they like looking back now and seeing what all happened, seeing these reactions, seeing what's going on? Should they have banned them for more? I I personally believe that the punishment should have been, um, how do I say, like I guess adjusted, right, to to the severity of the situation, the phase. Uh, Nate Hill and Funk Bomb situation, just to give you guys a little bit of context, it wasn't as severe. It was in a much smaller prize pool tournament, and it was an honest mistake that led to, uh, again, an error happening during the live stream. And uh, Funk Bomb admitted that he made a mistake. He was like, dude, when I realized that this could have, you know, helped Nate Hill in, a, in an unfair way, I immediately stopped. So it was like a, a true and honest right, right, right. mistake. The two-week ban back then, I was like, all right, fair enough. You got to dish it out. But what we're talking about here is a lot more deliberate, right? It is. You're planning to try and sneak your way into a $30 million tournament. Um, You know, the proof is there. The history is there. This, to me, a deliberate type of um, action like this needed a much larger scale of punishment that would have sent the much more positive um, message, I believe, to the rest of the community. And and if if it would have been like a bigger punishment, or maybe give him only one weekend, so it's like, dude, you only get one more, you know, chance to even do this after maybe a four week ban or something like that, right? Then if they would have pulled through, it would have been like, all right, whatever. But they've had like three weekends to attempt, and they've gotten close. So now to see it happen. It's just like, wow, that's what happens when you give them two weeks, right? Um, so people people just didn't feel like it was fair initially. Going um, going forward, do you think the, the rule should just be if you get caught cheating during a tournament line, your first point, time, you're done I, in that tournament? At this point, I they kind of just got to stand on it. I feel like you, you said two weeks, like that is what it is. At this point, I guess you might as well do it like that. Um, I don't think anyone would necessarily want to get caught cheating though you can see how much backlash they are getting that's quite uh, like they're kind of getting publicly shamed at this point yeah. which is unfortunate but it, it really is what it is um i think i think it's good they won now instead of the last week the reason why i say that is because it's gonna simmer in. it's gonna it's gonna give it time to calm down now there's going to be certain people probably like me uh, that have this as one of the top things to talk to people about at Worlds, right? Um, but it's it, and it's definitely going to show its face, I think. I don't think this is the last we've heard of it, but I do think it's going to help simmer down the fact that it was done so much earlier. Um, yep. No, it, it, it's made its way to the story, man. It's here it is. Yeah, it, it definitely has made its way per se. Uh, and it's definitely one of the top things going around in Fortnite. Uh, coming out of week eight, you know, in, in week eight had a lot of surprises, some, 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 uh, magical things definitely happening in week, week eight, including 
including an amazing, amazing performance by Ghost Aiden and Sean. And before we jump in here and start talking to Ghost Aiden, Monster, I want a little bit about the difficulty it is, number one. I, we haven't talked about this much, but the difficulty it is to get a spot in the world, right? Like, put this in perspective for some of the people that aren't attempting, they're just watching, so maybe they don't get the full pill, but how difficult it is to get there. Yeah, so like competing for the first Saturday, guys, you see a lot of people drop these big elims and and these these big crazy kill feeds and and all this stuff. You know, they frag out on Saturday. When you get to Sunday and you're looking at the top fifteen hundred, your uh, player pool is really crushed, crunched, crunched, completely crunched down to the top one percent. And to qualify, you're the top zero 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 one percent. So there's like legit only a couple spots. There is no room for error. You really don't have that much room for error. But more importantly, each region has their own amount of spots you can actually even qualify for. So to be on the West Coast, like for Aiden, one spot, like that is that is crazy. Yeah. You're talking, you have to be the best duo that weekend on Sunday and crush it. And it's it was it was close. It's always been close for these regions. Um, so imagine that's that's so much pressure. I, I don't even <laughs> I would not want to be a competitor trying to be number one like that. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I think Wes has only had two spots a couple of times. I think it was in solos, right? It wasn't even in the duos. I don't know if they had two spots in duos ever. Uh, in the West. But this is why a lot of people moved, right? This is why you saw a lot of people move from California to the East Coast where the population's higher. I'm guessing this goes... Do you, Can you give us any insight? Is it based on the population or player threshold? I'm guessing so many players in one area get so many spots. Yeah, it's it's population-based. So, like, the European region is the largest. They have the most qualifying spots. Right. And then you have East Coast, which is typically the larger of the NA that, ha- that so like, has like four so spots. You get eight East Coast, you get like six on the East and then two on the West, which would make it still eight for the US region. Right. You know, the player pool is still huge, but being that the servers are split, that's how it kind of works out. That makes sense. It makes sense. So, for everybody out there that was wondering and obviously provide me some clarity, but yeah, people moving across to be able to have more spots, Ghost Aiden and Sean coming in week after week. Good performances, a couple of weeks. They barely missed it, maybe had a bad last game or two but really able to come in and score 114 points and, again, be on top of that leaderboard. But this also goes to say that people might say, well, that's just because the other players were already out of it. right? That's because the other top teams in, in West already qualified. But those same teams that already qualified are qualifying again every week. right? They're trying to win that money because it is prize pool money per weekend, not just a ticket to New York. And I mean, talk about that pressure a little bit, knowing, hey, I'm going up against people that already competed for the Worlds. Yeah, from what we've saw, it seems like the teams that have qualified and definitely shown their face again, but it's probably more so because that pressure is off their back. Once you qualify for solos and then you pull up in the duo division and you qualify again, it's like, and at that point, you're just farming. Like you can just have fun with the Fortnite competitive and brush up on your game and, and continue to try and be the best without that overhead pressure. So for sure, it's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump in here and talk to Aiden a little bit. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Aiden. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. How can I not right now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's, feeling really good. That, that's true. You, you, you're probably feeling really good. You know, you, you've had a... I would say a, a life-changing past 60 days, right? Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, sure. Basically moving out to California, changing your entire life, and you know, settling up for what you were hoping you would accomplish, which you did accomplish, which was 
making the qualifiers for the World Cup. But let, let's start. Mm-hmm. Let's start back at moving to California real quick. What came into that? What the decision to move out to California? And you know, now obviously something you didn't take lightly, leaving your family behind and moving out there. But you and your girlfriend moving out to California. What was that process like? And why did you make that change? Yeah, that, uh, it was a really. Um, I mean. So it was kind of tough because for all the stuff I was doing, I was living in a trailer with my dad, which no shame. I, I love, I love being with my dad, but um, I think it was just time I got my own place. You know, I, there's too much background noise. I literally had my front door to the trailer. Someone walk in. Oh, hi, you're streaming. Well, I don't care. <laughs> so that's just like kind of how it was like people could just walk in and it was just a little bit annoying at points. But yeah, I moved, I got the opportunity to move out here. And they, my girlfriend got to come with me and it's just, it's a super nice place, super nice environment. So I'm, I'm so happy like that I've gotten to this point. Yeah. It's been cool watching your journey and be able to see, you know, you create your, uh, stream setup where you're at and obviously all the organizing your girlfriend's great at, you know, organizing (laughs) cables, shout out to her. Uh If anybody wants their cables organized, you know, right. Uh, (laughs) but a lot, a lot of fun stuff watching you do that, but you went out there for a purpose and you went out there to qualify for worlds this year. And, uh, you have done that, but after after week after week, you, you jumped in this qualifier. You had a new place to live, a new living situation, place to stay, new friends around you, all that kind of stuff. But you're grinding out this qualifier, and you go week after week, not being not making it. What does that do for your mindset? Like after you finish one week, and you're like, "Well, didn't make it this week. I got to try again." And you're getting closer to the end. What does that do for you? Yeah. Um, so. Sean and I, so, so we had just started playing before world cup started. We never really, I mean, we had talked a little bit cause he's on my team. So I've met him before. Right. Um, but you know, we literally just started playing a week before. Um, so the first, the first week of duos, we got fifth place. So right there, that was like, okay, I, I know we're both individually good. Now we just, we got to work on the chemistry. Um, the next week, um, I think we didn't do so hot. We got like 137th, which is still, it's not too bad. You know, that that's only like, I think like 20 points, 30 points from first. Really, it's just some screw up games we died at the beginning. Um, and then the next week we got second. We, so, so we were getting, we're progressing better and better. And then we, we knew we were about, I mean, we, we were pretty confident the whole time, even though, you know, even there's like two weeks left, it's getting kind of scary at that point, but we, we were really confident. And then, um, yeah, it just got about it from there. We got we got first, so just just progressed, and yeah, we did really well. How did you work up that team chemistry as you were going through there? You, you mentioned it; you had to get it together. What was that? What were, what were some of the points maybe that you guys had to make together to say, "Hey, let's bring this together and be that team we can know we can be." Yeah. So so one thing I think is that uh, we're brut- brutally honest with our pr- play styles. You know, I'm not the best uh, tunneler. I'm not the best, uh, you know, whatever editor, but. Um, that's why it's, uh, it's nice to have him. He's so good at tunneling. He, he knows all the little techniques. Um, he, he's really quick at editing. Um, and then, you know, I can like, I can be, my gun skills really good. My aim is good. Um, so I think we just, we just mesh together. And, um, another thing is too, I, I, we don't, we honestly don't even practice that much, which is the crazy thing. Like I, I said in multiple, uh, I said on the Fortnite interview, uh, we didn't play one day this, that, that week of the duos. We didn't play one one day we like we got on uh 
semifinals on Saturday. We playgrounded for 30 minutes and we started. That's all, that's all we did. So and I, think, wow. I think it's just important to note too, like finding a teammate that counterbalances you, right? Like yeah. getting your balance going because there's a lot of people that are like mechanically insane, but it, dude, if you don't have that game sense, that shot caller, right, you're right. not going to click. So that's it. You, you make a great point here for, and for anyone looking for a duo, you, you can't just be like, Hey, looking for a duo needs to fall. <laughs> no, you got to find someone that like, know your weaknesses, know your weaknesses. And Aiden, Aiden's out here calling the shots. So well, yeah, like, for sure. Wait, like, who's, who's, who's the, uh, who's the shot caller in your, in your duo team? Oh, Sean, for sure. Cause honestly, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Solo, like like i said i'm brutally honest so like i don't i don't really know where i'm going i i just i was just watching a lot of me and him playing and i was like i was like let's land high let's land high and then he he completely called it off he said no like like let's land on my marker it's more safe so things like that in a solo i would have landed high and just got my head shot off no that's interesting as you you know kind of work through that immediately do you learn a role like that like do you, do you immediately go all right chun you call it i'll follow or did he say hey i really want to call us or you know did he say no aiden you do it yeah um i don't think we really like agreed on it i think we both kind of just knew and, you know, we, we, over the, over the time we've been playing, we've just been talking about, yeah, how he makes the call outs or how he does this. We haven't really ever been like, you make the calls. I mean, we both know it. So right. that's how, that's how we're rolling. When you're going throughout this day, you know, you get through Saturday and I think we've talked a lot about it, Monster, like, you know, Saturday's one day, but Sunday's a completely different day. Oh yeah. Before we jump into that, Aiden, why don't you tell everybody the difference of Sundays? Like what is it that makes Sundays so different for you and how, how much does the intensity increase? Yeah, so I mean, really with the semifinals, it's it's just what people is it just people in Champions League that can yep. get in, I think? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, that could be that could my my girlfriend's in Champions League. I could get my mom to Champions <laughs> League. No, no, <laughs> I'm not roasting them. But really, really, I could get my mom to Champions League. So, I mean, there are people that get 48 points in the first game. I mean, that's just insane. There's nothing, and you want to try to beat that. I mean, there's just some not, nothing you could do about that. Right. Someone gets 38 kills in a win. That's 48 points in one game. So. I mean, that compared to the finals is insane. Like, like we, our first game of finals, there was like, it was like five, six minutes into the game. There's like 70 something people left compared to semifinals. There'd probably be like 60, 50. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, definitely it gets a lot harder on the weekends, but I mean, um, yeah, we, I mean, we were still doing really good. We, we, I think we got seven, I don't know exactly. I think we got 70 of our points for elimination. So. We were, we were we were popping off, getting a lot of kills. Definitely taking off, taking uh, taking some eliminations there. Um, whenever you go into Sunday, what what does that change for you? Do you guys have some talk like, hey, we have a plan going in here. We're gonna do this, or you know, we're not gonna do what we did yesterday on this or whatever. Like, what is the what is the talk process going into Sundays? Yeah, the process is a little bit different. Um, I mean, Saturday is more relaxed. I, I don't we don't take it as serious. Uh, like right. So there, there was a time where like, I mean, we had like six kills, we had riffs, we had shadows and I, I mean, we just push people cause it was, I mean, we don't really care. We, we do want to practice. We do want to like set the bar and at least, you know, you can't take, I, I try to say, if you can't take first in semifinals, you can't take first in finals, but then going back to where some people are getting 48 points in a game, the scoring's a little, a, a lot different actually. Right. So, um, 
I, I do like trying to at least stay like top 20, top 10 uh, for semifinals. But yeah, it, it's a lot different. Besides that, we don't really have anything. We just landed our spot and play normal. Yeah. Um, you know, you are the first controller player to make the duos qualifier. Uh, I want to talk a lot about this, right? Uh, there's been, a, there's been a, a lot of tension, I would say, over the past year of different things people say about controller players. Uh, I'm a controller player. Monster is a mouse and keyboard player, right? So uh, you have love and confidence in me. So we're here together, Aiden, against, against the monster of PC. No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real, I want to talk a little about this. Like, uh, I met you at PAX um early early on i got to know you before anybody else did yeah everybody i knew him first before you did that's right this is uh but uh you know you 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 came there playing on console or playing on uh on uh controller and Mm -hmm. i remember talking to enzo and enzo's like man we get home he's so good i'm gonna make him play on mouse and keyboard i'm gonna get him transferred over and of course that has never happened uh, and, you know, I still rub that into Enzo's face today because I was like, you couldn't convince him. But that's funny. Uh, you you know, being on controller, there's a lot of things out there. You know, like aim assist, right? People, oh, you're just so good because you have aim assist, or you're just so good because you're on controller. You know, you can get the kills, but you can't build, or you know, you'll never outbuild me. And then, of course, you're outbuilding a large majority of PC players, right? So, what yeah. is this? What has this been for you? Did you ever think about going to mouse and keyboard and? How is controller defined the type of player you are? So, oh, this is this is good. This is gonna be a good one. So, I mean, controller really is like it's just gotten so advanced now. I mean, we have binds. I remember you remember back we had no binds, yeah. we had no building sensitivity, we had no editing sensitivity. I I don't know how we did it back then. Well, I mean, really we didn't, right? That's that's how I got biggest because there was really no controller players. I think Nick was the like the only big one. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So, so really it's just advanced so much. And like, I try to just ignore it. I, I really think it's just comes out of like people dying and they just, it's just a good excuse. I mean, I mean, the aim assist is like, it, it is, it is really a thing in the game. If you can really use it. I mean, there are ways you can use it just, uh, but it, it's really we're we're still at such a disadvantage, so I just I just ignore it. Really, it's not that big of a deal. But um, yeah. To, to, I I also heard that I was like the first controller player to qualify for duos. That to me was that was insane. Like there are so many good controller duos. There's there's Camo and Isa. There's uh there's Assault and Innocence. There's just a bunch of good. Like I'm just so surprised. Right. Um, I was the first in duos. I thought that I thought I was going crazy when I heard that, but um. Yeah, I've tried mouse and keyboard before. It's just I've played mouse and keyboard games too. Like I played World of Warcraft. I play I played other stuff like that. It's just I don't know. I've been playing. I've been using these GameCube, PlayStation, everything. I'm not. Uh, I'm the same way, man. Like uh, my whole life, I've played. I I actually last week I tried to make another transfer to mouse and keyboard on Fortnite, and I was like, I can't do it. Like I just I'm not yeah. gonna do it. I, it's it's too whack and crazy for me. Like I don't know no, how yeah. you do this monster. And and shout out to keyboard players. Like with your million key bindings, I don't know how the crap you do it because I'm holding one thing in my hand and I can figure it out right. And but right. Uh, I, you know for you, have you ever felt though that you're at a disadvantage because you're on controller? Oh oh yeah, of course. Um, there's just so much more. There's still right now. There's so much more you can do with mouse and keyboard. Um. 
I mean, just the consistency. Like, if we're just if we're strictly talking about builds and edits, the cons- buildings are not too bad. Edits is where obviously you got the mouse; you're very precise. So there's so many times right now. Even a lot of times when I'm like trying to get out of a box, I'll like edit the bottom three uh, things. Yeah, I mess up so many times. Like, and the, the I mean, fact- also, I was just gonna say, also like mouse has scroll wheel reset. I think people yeah. overlook the fact that controller you have to manually reset. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, I have to hit three buttons. Mouse, yeah, yeah. A lot of people on mouse and keyboard are legit just hitting the scroll wheel, which is like disgustingly fast. Wait, so you don't like, have to click anything else? No, because it triggers uh, the edit, the reset, and then the confirm edit. So you one wow. little bop, that's it. It's almost I didn't like know one, that. One, yeah, it's almost I like one had to click it and then scroll. So that's uh, even better. Sorry. I have to do this. I have to Literally, click even better. Circle L one circle. I have to do yeah, all exactly, that. Exactly. So like in the past, before that bind came out, like everyone just had to like G confirm G right or like edit confirm edit. But yeah. now it's like almost one bind basically mashes the edit for you, making it so you can instant reset way faster. So there's nice. there's a ton of disadvantages that I think people don't even like really think about. That's just being yeah. one of them. I just want to kind of back you so up on that one. You're showing me your controller, Aiden. Do you not play with paddles? No, I actually don't. So I used to play uh like even at packs and stuff. Uh I just played with a normal controller. So basically Ghost got me a uh scuff without the paddles and it's got the ghost colors on it. Nice. So just I think that's interesting that you don't play without with without paddles because like yeah, pa- there's a lot of players that are really good that use paddles. Yeah. and I've, I've been I've been viewing like there's a lot of um I think camo so good. Yeah. Uh, there I saw someone new I discovered his name was Letchy. He was EU took first. Oh yeah, Letch. He, he, I was watching his good. I was watching his videos. He looked like mouse and keyboard, and I'm like, what the heck? So. Um, I, I'm, I think most people that there's like a, a certain controller players that have this like steady aim that looks like mouse and keyboard. I, I think most of those people use scuffs if I'm not wrong. Cause I know camo uses one and his aim is so like perfect. I don't know. So I, I've been thinking about getting the paddles for world cup, but I'm, I'm just really stuck on my like ball and how I'm playing right now. So it works. I don't yeah, know. Maybe don't oh, mess I'll, it up right now. Maybe save water. that for after World Cup to give it a try. Um, I'm a huge proponent. I actually really, really like the the scuff pa- paddles myself. I got one yeah, of the new Astro controllers. Have you tried one of those? I have. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Um, like I said, it's the same thing as almost a scuff to me. I'm still I'm bad with the scuff, so. I tried it out a little bit. It's 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 rough. So I'm, I'm just... <laughs> maybe that's a good video series for you. You know, put different controllers in your hands and let you try them out. See how they see how they turn <laughs> out right. for your first game. That'd always be right, fun. Right, right. Well, you you made it, man. You finally got there. You 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 roll out. You finally make it. What does that feel like for you guys after you you step back from yesterday and you're like, man, I've moved here. I've changed my life in the past year. I've all of a sudden got a hundred thousand followers. I got hundreds of thousand subscribers everywhere else. Every media channel you can think of. You're one of the top, you know, mouse and keyboard play, or, uh, controller players discussed worldwide right now. Like, what does that feel like for you to sit back and be like, this is what I am today. This is who Aiden is today. Yeah. And really it makes Believe me, it. Feel, it makes me feel so special, dude. Yesterday I, Oh, it was insane. Like I had, I think I maxed at like 75,000 viewers, 75. I, I don't think I got, I got like one like raid from Lupo. It was like 6,000 viewers. So most people were there cause they were waiting for my score, but still it was really cool to see that many people gathered up 
knowing that I can create that crowd. And then like just all the love on Twitter. Of course, I have like so many people like congratulating me. And it's it's all my friends. It's all my, it's just, it's so cool. And the fact, like, I'm really happy for Sean too, honestly. I'm, I'm super happy I did this because I wanted to prove it. Prove myself. I'm I'm good to do this. I can do this. But for Sean, man, he's he's young. He's in school. He's stressing. Like when we took second the one weekend, he was he was stressing so hard, blaming himself. And I just hate that because it's it's a hundred percent a team thing. Like I would die when there's like ten people left, and he couldn't win, so he would blame himself for us losing, which is not cool. Right. So I, I he he's just putting a, he put a lot of pressure on himself, and I, I I'm more happy for him than I am myself. Um, cause he just, he's just, he's a really good, he's a really good kid, dude. He's so nice. Well, you guys are both obviously on top of the world, being able to qualify for worlds already guaranteeing your spot of $50,000 at the world cup. Right. So you get to go enjoy it, be there with everybody, be a part of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see you there. I can't, I can't wait to see what you guys are able to pull out here out of the hat and, and man, monster, you have any, you have any last words here for the man himself mr Aiden. Hey, I, I i can't wait to cast over some of that that hype at worlds because yeah. i'm gonna be there brother so well, see, let's get yeah the highlights, you, you uh you were there though at twitchcon so you got a little bit of the feel right but pax was a crazy reveal because he came out of the woodworks right at nowhere we had this huge crowd sitting out there chanting his name in another building and i don't expect <laughs> anything less at worlds than that entire freaking stadium chanting aiden bro get ready for it because oh it's gosh. probably gonna happen uh it, for some reason you and mercs the chants just get crazy whenever you guys start getting your names called out there so i'm excited to see it man I, I gotta there ask you, you before I let you go. I I, w- I wouldn't be doing justice to all the listeners if I didn't ask you. But is the integrity of Fortnite at question because of the Ziff and Ronaldo situation? I mean, okay, so uh, realistically, I don't. I personally don't think they should have been able to play the rest of the the World Cup. I think it was fair. I mean, that's so much money that they tried, you know, trying to get their way into. I don't think they should get that try to get another chance to get that part of the money. So I, I, I mean, it is another thing with the way um, the tournament is set up. I mean, it's open qualifiers. Right. So I, I already expected that to happen, whether it was a big person, a small person, people are trying to use, uh, you know, their resources. I, I, I can understand it. I, I don't, I don't approve of it. I can understand it though, the way it's set up. Um, I don't, I don't think they should be able, it's, it's going to be so weird. Hey, buddy. Uh, oh, were you that guy that cheated? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> it's it's going to be a little weird. Um, I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to hold anything too against them because, you know, they're just human people making mistakes. They'll learn from it. Um, but yeah, I, I we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll talk to them. I, in person. I think you have uh, the same same kind of feeling I have. Like they're human. They made a mistake. Um, I hope people don't question the integrity of, of Fortnite and what I told Monster is I hope they don't question Fortnite because Fortnite did what they thought they were going to do, right? They banned them for two weeks, yeah. and that is what it is. They tried to give out a fair assessment of what they had done previously. Maybe going forward, they'll reevaluate that. But I was curious to hear from right. a fellow qualifier to the world uh, how they felt about it. So it's interesting to get your take on it. Thanks so much, man. Thank you so much for stopping by and being here with us. Tell everybody where they can catch you throughout the week. You guys can follow me uh, on Twitter at Aiden. My Twitch is twitch.tv slash Aiden, or you can come to my apartment. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys are more than welcome to come there and watch me stream. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Monster, tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week. 
Yep. As always, guys, at Monster D Face on all social medias, preferably on YouTube, because the content's up 24-7. And other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh this special week. Another big shout out to all you guys that joined up to support through the Patreon. Thank you guys, man. Can couldn't do it without you. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Thank you. thank you again, Aiden, for stopping by here, guys. As always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. <laughs>